0: Welcome to our first chaotic episode of Design to Connect. Here, we will try to connect and rethink architecture so we can do better in the future. I'm your co-host, Arezu. And I'm your co-host, Hadil. Let's dive in.
1: So, here we are. Hi, Hadil. Here
0: we are. Hi, Ariso.
1: <laughs> How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I'm in Milan, it's sunny, it's not yet too cold, so I'm still happy. What about
0: you? Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, Turtle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that explains, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's amazing to connect with you all the way from uh, Toronto. So happy, so happy that we are talking. And we are
1: finally recording our episode zero uh, after uh, how many,
0: how many weeks of planning?
1: Not too much, but still, it's still a lot of planning.
0: I know it's, uh, it's amazing, you know, the, the power of connection, what it can do to bring uh, two like-minded people together. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here chatting with you.
1: Yeah, same here, same here. Maybe we should, uh, we should talk about how we first connected and why. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah sure
1: yeah like me and Hadil uh, I, I go first me I, I always like kind of complain in LinkedIn about how architecture is going and how I would love to work on, on social impact uh, jobs or social architecture humanitarian architecture and I think one of uh, my LinkedIn posts Hadil it and she messaged me right and you take it from here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's going to be so hard to, uh, to summarize what I have to say the same way you did, but I'll try. <laughs> um, I think I was going through the space of questioning, um, you know, a lot of things that are happening around me. Um, and maybe one day we'll get into that on a different episode. But long story short is that... Uh, something about the post that you wrote, uh, triggered me, but in a a very good way. And I felt the need to talk to people that were thinking and talking the same way that I did. And, uh, you were so nice to, you know, like we, we hit it off right away, uh, started by just a simple message on LinkedIn, it turned on into a Zoom call, and a Zoom call turned into exchanging numbers. And we started uh, FaceTiming. And, um, you know, you provided a lot of support through the journey that I was going through. And it was really interesting, because you were doing your own thing while I was doing and planning my own thing. And then when we started talking together about it, it's like, hey, we're thinking the exact same thing. So why not join us together and and you know like it will have a better impact and um yeah that's uh, that's how me and Arizu connected someone living in Milano six hours <laughs> ahead of I am and I'm in Toronto and uh here we are chatting together hoping we will be able to connect with you as well exactly here we are starting a podcast yeah I know oh my god <laughs> Not feeling very confident
1: with it, but starting it, at least. Uh, So maybe we can share a little bit about ourselves, like who we are, where we come from, uh, why architecture, why social architecture, and uh, all of that. Uh, Do you want to go first? Uh, I think it's better you
0: (laughs) do. I see how much you're summarizing your stories, so I can do the same thing. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. So I should collect my notes right now. Uh, okay, so I'm Arazu. Uh, I'm uh, I'm from Iran. Uh, Originally from Iran, uh, Shiraz, uh, a city in south uh, west of Iran. Uh, I got out of Iran when I was 18. I went to Cyprus. Uh, I did my bachelor's degree there. Uh, after that, I moved to Milan to study for my master's in Politecnico di Milano. Uh, I finished my studies. I really liked architecture. Let's say, okay, I I should say this. I'm not one of those people that like from the time that they were born, they knew that they wanted to be an architect. Uh, I, I chose architecture like maybe, yeah, I don't know, two months before starting university, I had to choose something. But then I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I became good at it. And it was, everything was going good. My life was good <laughs> till I started working. And I saw, I don't know, a very big contradiction from the values that I learned, maybe during, uh, during when I was studying and then uh, what was in the working environment. And I, I couldn't really face this uh, contradiction uh, yeah, maybe later we will, we will go through all the contradictions like in, in the uh, other episodes, but. Um, I'm coming blessed. <laughs> exactly. Long story short, uh, I resigned from my job last year, and uh, yeah, exactly last year today, I saw it in my book. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a special day today. And, yeah, since then, I'm trying to, to find my way in architecture to, like, keep my love for architecture, but in the same time, do it in the way that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, so many things wasn't making sense to me in, in the professional life of architects. And, um, yeah, so we will go to, into the details of that later, but, yeah, let's say that's my story.
0: You made it challenging for me right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I've <I'm happy>. been. <laughs> you did
1: me confident. I should, <laughs> I should
0: talk more. I um, knew this question was coming, and I, I tried not to like to care for it. So it really comes from the heart and it comes natural. Um, but I just feel that there's a lot of layers in my head that I feel that I need to speak of um, just so I can create a better understanding of how I you know, like every step of your life, no matter how hard it, it, it is, it, it's going to lead you to something better. Um, and because, you know, um, because the, the way that I found myself was through connecting with people and learning from their experiences. Even though I am such a person that don't really like to share their personal experiences, it just gave me a push to do so because I realized how much it can help. Anyways, let's get back to who I am, really, because I don't even know who I am to be honest. I think I'm going through that phase of self-discovery but I am someone that uh, was born in Lebanon and I think I was lucky enough to be raised in a family that taught us the value of um, uh, social care and like caring about others at such a young age. So that I think that Person- like that personality and that drive for me to always help the community and this, like the, the people around me um, was developed at such an early age. And I think, unlike you, I think this was one of the reasons why I chose to use, to do architecture because um, I, I saw architecture as a tool uh, uh, or a social engine to change some of our social and cultural norms or to do better uh, to humanity. And um through through my journey and in healing and i've traveled around a lot you know i've lived in different uh cities um i did my education in lebanon and uh i think i was lucky enough that i was able to get a job in um canada to come here okay pause pause i think i'm i'm i think i'm dragging it so much
1: no 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 it's it's great i'm not sure i want to say that though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't worry. I, I can cut it out, or we can keep it also like that. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. But the 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 story behind it is that honestly, like ever since I graduated, and my my dream uh, was really to um, to work with the United Nations. Um, it's not a dream anymore because I you know my, my my love to the united nations and my perspective about this organization changed i like, like the thoughts that i had growing up are different right now just because i have i have a better understanding of um the reality of this world so i also tried to work with like nonprofit organizations uh to do social architecture because i didn't really want to get into the corporate side of it um but it's very unfortunate because you know I, I had I had the reasons and I had different responsibilities that I had to think about that I needed to think more on the financial aspect and that's why I decided to come back to uh, Canada and I I got lucky to get a job uh, a job here and I think this is where it shook me and it, it 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 was like it was really hard for me to deal with it because for someone that's you know, that had its specific vision of what architecture can do and what you're capable of doing to help and creating some empathy in the world that we're living, um, was really hard to be faced with the harsh reality. And, and as, and yes, I do accept the reality that we're living in, uh, but I just feel that I am trying to leverage on that reality and do something better. And, uh, Connecting with people like you and connecting with like-minded people for us to be able to come up with, um, you know, better better ideas on how we can shift architecture to um, really create spaces that connect people because the the world is in much need of a cuddle right now.
1: Thank you for staying with us till this moment. You are listening to Design to Connect. Connect with us and let us know more about yourself. And one more thing. If you've been sitting so long designing in front of your computer, get up, move your body a bit. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And I think we being from East and coming to West, I think this uh, like difference of cultures that, that you feel, it makes you much more aware of, uh, how much it is needed for, for take, taking, taking a step because you come from a reality and you come to another reality that doesn't have any idea of what, how the other reality is living and uh, how the culture is. And, uh, for me, uh, yeah, the, the humanity like at the core is all the same, but still the, there are so many differences. And I think seeing both cultures makes you like actually reflect and because you can see it from a different lens, you know. Uh, mm. You can see how the cities are made, how uh, people care. I don't know. Even like passing, uh, passing, seeing a homeless people uh, person in the street, and how how they act towards it, like how this empathy uh, is built in the cities or is not. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, and I th- I think that also gives us this opportunity, yeah, to see the cities here from a from a different lens, and maybe mm-hmm. sometimes critique it, sometimes learn from
0: it. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's essential to critique things. You know that no one is better than anyone. Everybody has a different perspective and an eye for what's good and what's bad. But I think there should be a foundation that's based on is this causing any harm to any person you know those are the foundations that we need to start assessing with and um it's it's exactly like you said i think because we come from a different reality than the western world i think we had a better um understanding to also understand that even like for for example i speak to myself i live in toronto and i realized that within toronto there are like multiple different realities and every reality is so unaware of one another. And they're not understanding that that how we can be creating harm for one another towards one another. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that gave me this drive is through, uh, therapy actually, uh, because you, you, therapy made me understand that, you know, whatever solution you come up with at the moment is not going to be sustainable uh, because you're just adding a patch to a broken or a crack that's that's already there. What you need to do is dig deeper and understand the, 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 the problem from its foundation and from its roots to start, you know, um, either creating a shift or a change or just raise awareness so People can empathize more and have a better understanding. you know we can't just look at homeless people and be like, "Oh, it's their problem because the government is giving them support and it's providing them with shelters, so it's their fault that they're on the streets that's that's you know like it, this is wrong for us to say that because we really don't know the underlying problem um, that's there uh, for us to be giving comments like that anyways, why did we how, how did we get there? <laughs> I think it was it was my fault, but
1: uh, but I, I think that's that's why we need to connect with each other, like right? Exactly. Like, that's why we need design to connect, uh, to connect with other designers from all over the world, uh, architects, and whoever it's whoever basically wants to to have a positive impact impact mm-hmm. uh, both on the environment and uh, on the social life of people. So we need to connect because by connection we can like improve our perspective like uh yeah to to gain more perspective on things and we can empathize more because me and you we might have similar backgrounds, so we can understand each other better and we might talk to a person from another country from another background and yeah uh, our perspective might completely change we we learn by by connecting right by
0: 100
1: to other people so uh that's one of the reasons uh, that we decided
0: uh, to create design design to connect. And um, can I add something to um, to what you said? Um, it, because I I don't think it's only important for us to connect with designers and architects. I think it's important for us to be connecting with people from different professions as well. Because you know uh, we need. Again, it's it's the power of connection. Once you connect the different uh, uh, type of education people that p- people have, uh, you will have a better understanding of the situation. So we need to have an understanding of the economy, politics, psychology, and so on. Um, so I hope people from diverse backgrounds would connect with us to help us understand the the problems that we're facing, even on a, in a more in, in more depth
1: exactly yeah yeah definitely and and what is a better way to understand each other than having conversations like heart-to-heart conversations that are informal 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 right okay yeah (laughs) it's our second language for both of us i'm allowed to make mistakes it's okay um so yeah so the the main uh trick keyboards let's say that we were thinking with Hadil about design to connect was connect rethink and do better because because we see this whole process as as a process that we connect with each other we have these conversations we rethink together we reflect together and at the end of the day after having all these conversations after learning from each other we can finally do better right like even if it's a little bit better, but it's still better, and that counts, uh, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: I, true. It's like we're trying to uh, rethink this linear mythology that we were taught in school. That you know, there's there's a like you do a concept, and then uh, and you start doing the drawings, and then it's like in construction. And you know, I I, I feel that our life is anything but linear. Um, we live in a very, uh, like, you know, uncertainties all the day, all all the, all the time. So how come that the ideas that we are coming up with are linear? No, you know, we need to accept the fact that any idea that we come up with, we need to critique it. It might work. It might not work just like what we're doing right now. You know, people might like it. People might not like it, but, but that is, that's okay because we're going to learn from it and we're going to take the lessons learned and make it better. So I hope that those are the keywords that will make us break that linearity that we are, that designers in in particular are so, um, um, you know, um, like their mind is just blocked to exactly to work this way.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, we we want to make this like uh, clear from the beginning. Me and Hadil, we are both kind of young. We are still young, right? I'm 26. How old are you, Hadith? I'm turning 30. <laughs> okay. We are young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we we are doing this this podcast yeah, and not saying that we know it all and we want to teach people something. Uh, this is actually uh, a journey for us also to, to learn better, to know how to do better, uh, learn from our listeners, learn from the people uh, okay, I just I just said what's what's gonna happen. Anyway, <laughs> learn from the people that are gonna come to this podcast and yeah, make our perspective wider, uh, hopefully. So, um, Hadil, mm-hmm. what to expect uh, from
0: uh, from season one? Oh, okay okay. Um, I think our hope is to start. Uh, start conversations and to break the limitations or like the taboos or the, the topics that we are worried and scared to talk about uh, and to start to question. Uh, I think the, the, the if I want to summarize uh, season one in one word, it's questioning uh, because right now it's important for us to understand why architecture became um, became a service you know, a service to um, to, to a certain t- type of people. It's not a service for the, the human, as a human being, um, you know, but that doesn't mean that we don't need architects to to work in, like, you know, in creating beautiful, innovative buildings and creating residential buildings, but we need to shift the way and how we approach our design strategy. Um, and also to understand, you know, like what's going, like there, there's, you, you hear a lot of, about nonprofit organizations and you, you hear a lot about social architecture and social enterprises. But, you know, I, I would like, and I'm sure you also would like to know that, what's going, what's going on with these organizations? What's, you know, what, what, what are the things that are going good and what are the things that are going bad? And why are we not highlighting these things and learning from them to do better? um and and again it all goes down in my perspective to the fact that those social enterprises and those nonprofit organizations are just uh patches uh, on cracks they're not really um uh, they're not really cracking the 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 main problem um again i don't know if what i'm saying is making sense right now but it will eventually trust me and that's part of uh That's part of who I am, by the way. Like sometimes I just say things that are not making sense, but because there's like a thousand questions that's going in my head right now. And it's like, I'm trying to understand it. And plus it can get a little bit hard for me to express myself in English. So you just got to bear with me. That's all. (laughs) You were great. You were uh, super clear.
1: Um, (laughs) I think, I think, yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, that will be season one, uh, having these conversations and uh, understanding what we can do next. And I will just add uh, one uh, one more point to what you have already said. And that is that we also realize that there are so many young people like in our age that they are trying to enter social design. They want to do humanitarian architecture. Uh, like us too, but we don't know where to start, how to start, how to survive it. So uh, this podcast will be also uh, like, uh, yeah, it will help us understand better uh, how and where we can start uh, by listening to the people who have already done it, but how we can also uh, take better steps as, uh, as Hadil just said, by questioning and by learning from the past. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say stay uh, tuned in, tuned, uh, stay tuned, yeah. uh, <laughs> with uh, Design to Connect, and uh,
0: hope to see you soon. I know, so looking forward to it. And uh, please uh, always also share your, um, you know, any question that you have, share it with us. If you have an idea to what we can post, talk about. Uh, we're hoping to open um, like a blog so we can like start sharing and the experiences of others and also our perspectives so we hope to uh, um, interact with you as much as possible Um, and uh, yeah if you like this follow us (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh,
1: I think I'm going to stop recording